everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Liberty Squadron Podcast. My name is Andrew Lewinsky, and I am joined with Jonathan Lee. Hello, everyone. Marshall Staggs. Hey, everybody. Chris Apple. Hello. And Zach Corney. Hey. 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 All right, guys. I am coming in. Uh, I've got limited time on this episode, but I am coming in straight from Niagara Falls. I am on my way home from Toronto. We're going to do a little bit of a recap for what happened in Toronto, and then we're just going to go into our normal spiels of what our meta-analysis stuff was looking at. So why don't we start off with uh, Toronto, though? Uh, we want to do a shout-out to Kaylin Wong. for uh, Kaylin Wong? Wong? Yeah, Wong. Mm-hmm. Wong. I gotta, yeah, Wong. going off the top of my head. Um, for winning this system open. Um, we're going to do a little bit more detail about that later. Um, I'm just going to kind of recap like my weekend for the most part, though. Uh, to start it off, I just want to say best po- uh, best coast pairings is probably the worst thing I've ever experienced in this community at the moment. <laughs> That's <laughs> wow. Gone All right. Way. That's pretty good positive More like start. Worst there. coast pairings. Right. Exactly. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah. They, they I remember, I remember it being bad at PAX. Like it was like, what were the specific issues with it? This okay, week? so we're about three months past PAX, and like, sure, like I'll give it a little bit of leeway from the from PAX to now. And you would think that they would have everything ironed out, but it was like first pairings weren't ma- like they. It's not that they weren't matching up, but like the system was so slow that people were having to check other people's phones to find out where they were at and stuff like that. And then reporting every, like, when we reported, the MOVs were switched. But it was only happening on Android devices. So it was kind of like, even though you won the match, your MOV was showing that you lost the match. And it was kind of just like, you had to go up to the marshal and then be like, okay, well, this is the right MOV and stuff like that. I know someone put in an MOV and ended up getting, like, 800 MOV for their uh, win. And I was kind of like, okay. Like, this stuff should have been ironed out by now. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, on top of that, you know, they're, they had a repair like 10 times. Um, they weren't telling us when matches were started. They were kind of just screaming on one side of the room, and it was kind of like they, the best coach play, pairings started showing the time had started, but then they would tell us that time hadn't started, and it was kind of like this game is very important when it comes to time, and you have an app here telling us the clock's ticking, but then Judge is telling us that it's not ticking. So it was kind of just like, why are we using this? Like, are they contracted by Best Coast Pairings like and Cascade to do this, that we have to use it? Or like, what, what's the problem? I So, Andrew, I have had so much difficulty trying to get all the lists out of it. So most of my complaints are related to the lack of uniformity on how the lists are actually stored. Um, right. But that's crazy that it had that number of because we had none of those issues really at PAX that you're describing, right? Like the MOV right, was exactly. fine. Yeah. Right. And like I know we had like some small issues, but it was kind of like again, that was three months ago, and you would think that they would have enough information to, um, to actually I uh, have ironed out all of this by this point. I, well, one thing that's a little weird, right, is like there's no uniformity to how the lists are provided into the tool. So like you get you get pictures of people's like handwritten pieces of paper. Uh, yeah. Like Actually, it's Chris, it's crazy. You did, a lot of that, you did a lot of data collection for this. How many Republic lists did you see on there? 
Uh, so I saw two or three Republic lists when we were collecting the hyperspace data. We saw three extended lists that I, I know. Those, yeah. I know those players got, you know, changed their list before it started. There were cases where things were labeled like essentially one faction and then you'd open it up and it's a different one. Like all that stuff's really minor in the scheme of things. Um, but it feels like, you know, there's just, there's got to be a cleaner way to do this. <laughs> right. And, right so like, this is the uh, first go at it. It'll get better, but man. <laughs> hopefully. I mean, how like I said, I mean, like, it was for just like coming into this event, like, okay, like, I expected, like, we have the technology to do this, but I mean, like, it shouldn't be run this sloppy. Like, I mean, there should be push notifications. There should be, like, the resources that we could use to make this a lot cleaner and it's not there. Like there's other materials out there that we could be using and instead we're being sucked into using this. Well, how much of it is from the, um, I mean, how much of it is from the software and how much of it is from the organizers? I mean, if the timing isn't matching up, isn't it the TO, the terminal organizer's fault? It, it's a, it would, I would say, yeah, I'm not going to say that this is the worst event I've ever been to, but I mean, it was a little bit rough. Cause like, I mean, like they would tell us, they would say pairings are up and then matches would be starting three minutes after pairings are up. And like our phones are all still loading with the trying to find what table we are. And then by the time we get to the table, the match has already started. And it's kind of like, I don't want to blame the organizers directly, but at the same time, it was kind of like, it, it was rough. So, so well, just like, transitioning a bit, though, like, is this going to be used at regionals? I believe that's going to be uh, on the TO's basis. Like, it's not going to be required. Like, I know because okay. it's just uh, Cas this is Cascade's thing, right? Like, Cascade is pushing best coast pairings. Like, nobody right. else is. Nobody else is like using it. I don't think. Right. Like, I, I know at the regional level, I believe it, you can use whatever you like. I mean, I know we're planning on using uh, tabletop TO for our for the red caps regional um so hopefully it's like it runs a lot smoother but at the same time like it, it just did not feel like a very good run event was it the but it was a different it wasn't the cascade crew did the cascade team come up to canada or was it different people i mean cascade was there but i mean it wasn't the same people that i saw from like pax or any other system open so okay because it might be the biggest tournament ever in canada i actually don't know but it might be bigger than canadian nationals bigger than so it might be out of their experience right, right. And, and like i did take that into consideration but there was like 132 people there but i was 132 134 people but it, it just seemed like like i said like we're sitting here trying to find pairings time's already started time stops and it's kind of like uh, i don't know it, it put a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth for it but Okay, so so let's get to the the good stuff then, right? So yeah, let's talk about the X. <laughs> Hold up, time out. So I thought one of the things about Best Coast pairing was if you put your squad name in there, you were supposed to try to be avoided from playing against someone of your own squad within the first couple rounds. Oh, uh, I don't think they can force that stuff. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't think they really. I never heard that before. But, That's the first I've never time. heard, I heard that. it before. And when so. Round one, all right. Let, let's, yeah, I'll go into not like a full bat rep, but like, um, so I was flying Vermeil with Vader on him, Whisper with Fifth Brother, Juke, and Collision Detector, and Psy with the title and Palpatine. So cool. You got your like first round pairs up, drive 400 miles, and I am flying against Brett Freeman, 
who I probably talk to on a regular basis. <laughs> um, oh, man. And well, here's the thing. So, like, we both put we were with Liberty Squadron in Best Coast Pairing. And I, I would say about, like, four or five people told me that normally we're supposed to not be paired with each other within, like, the first round or two. And I was I like, mean, interesting. Like, I thought that was a feature, too. Like, I've heard that elsewhere. And then something like that happens. I never heard I mean, it, but that sucks. I, <laughs> It does like what I mean, like sure, that's a small gripe, but it's just it's always annoying to go like that you fly against normally, um, you know, within the first because Marshall, it happened to you, right? I mean, granted, like you're more likely to do it in your own city, but yeah, I mean, I think like at a regional level or at a store championship level, that's totally reasonable, but when you get to higher tier events, I don't know if you could say I don't want to be paired against this person. Because I know him, and then good players know each other, and then yeah, that's where I, I think at the highest levels, I wouldn't expect and expect and, that. And I'm also yeah, pretty, pretty sure that is like I've never heard of that feature from anyone else. So it'd be interesting sure. to confirm that. But but it is right, right, right. it was it's a like feature that. in Cryodex. Like Cryodex lets you put people into groups, and then it wouldn't pair them up round one. Post round right, one, one it Concern that it's like a bug that if like you do put that you're with a certain squadron or group that it automatically pairs you because like I said I've seen this happen before, um, specifically with Best Coast, but it'd be interesting to hear more about that. Sure. So, um, so you matched up though against Brett, and Brett was running like like Trip Imperial Aces just straight up. Um, Right. So he was running Stuntier, Whisper, and Vader. Yeah, and he he ended up doing pretty well. I think he 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 ended up fifth. 15th in, in Swiss, um, yeah. four, four and two, which is like, you know, it's a little weird because people drop, but that's still a really solid showing. So, what was that matchup like? Because that's, you know, you just got Whisper, right? And he's he's rocking all the initiative. Like, how did that break down? Right. So, I mean, it, it really kind of, um, it, it kind of broke down that, like, I tr- had to try to trade off Ramil with his Whisper. And I did get down Whisper to one health because I figured I could probably take out Vader. Um, because he doesn't have that crazy reposition anymore, and soon tier he had a naked soon tier, so it was kind of like okay, 52 points. I'm not too concerned about if I can take them two out, I can try to just run away from his soon tier with my whisper. And I didn't get the chance to finish off whisper, like I was able to strip his tokens, I was able to do what I needed to do, and then it just came down to whisper had one more health or one less health. I'm sorry, he was at one health. He cloaked. I couldn't get the dice mods that I needed off, and it came down to him winning on points. I want to say with like the last, like I think we both had two ships left, left, but right. he had the higher points. So on the flip side, at um, least he did lift him up because it like then he sure, yeah he, he went on to you know, he had a chance to make cut for sure. Right, right. So yeah, I mean like it, it really kind of came down to um like once I saw that at the point that like it was out of my reach, I was like okay, I'm just gonna concede to this. Um, there's no way I can catch, uh, catch Soons here and Whisper. I mean, like I said, his Whisper had one health left, but there was nothing I could do to catch it uh, because I was running at a 199 bid, which I know when you have Whisper, you want to have a deep bid, but I figured the only way to do that was by going down to 193, and that probably still wasn't even that deep. So then, I was going to lose a lot of initiative. Picks. Yeah, I hear you. So then, uh, can you talk, I mean, instead of going through like all your rounds, right, but like what kind of stuff did you see there? And we're, we're going to go through the the list fortress a little bit, but just from having been there, what was the what was the general sense of the field? 
So, all right, with Rebels, we saw a lot of Rebel, like, just beef. Like, you just saw nonstop, like, B-Wings. You had a lot of high health, um, just Rebel generic ships. Uh, my last round um, that I flew against was five Y-Wings with veteran turret and dorsal turret, or veteran gunner and dorsal turrets. So, it, it's, like, with the list with, like, Psy and Vermeil and Whisper, it's a lot to chew through because you got to have to, like, take down as much as you can with keeping the points above. And I mean, I, I saw where I made my mistakes in the game. Like with that last matchup, I would say I definitely lost that game in turn zero. Like as soon as all the rocks were placed, I saw where everything was. And I was like, I can't win this. Like, so, I, were, I, I, so the, yeah. did you face more than two of those or was that, it's kind so of like I, one rebel beef list. The other rebel, well, it was a resistance, but it was a four ship resistance list that um, I went up against. My second or third round match, I'm sorry, was a actual ex almost exact mirror match. Like we had literally like we had a shuttle, Vermeil and Whisper, and it was just slight variations. But um, other than like my matches, that was the only actual Rebel beef. But like I said, just looking around the tables, you saw a lot of it. Like you saw B-Wings, you saw X-Wings galore. Just like a lot of matchups that I was just like, this is going to be a lot to choose. Yeah. Get used to it. <laughs> it's not yeah, going exactly. anywhere. Oh man! All right. Um, so, so Brett had a good showing. I think I already covered that. So, congrats to him. Um, Ted and Tristan were also there. I think Tristan brought his Sloan list, if I understand. I, I was watching the pairings, and he he went up against uh, the B wing list that went to the final, like early, right. um, which looks brutal. Like you don't want to be running Sloan strikers against uh, that. It's not easy. No, it looks like he brought Vader and three taps. Uh, so so Ted brought that. I was talking about Tristan. Tristan brought the oh, Sloan. Oh, Tristan. Yeah. yeah. Tristan had the Sloan Strikers. Right, right. Um, what's what's crazy with the format, though, like, is you lose more than one game early, and it's it just, you know, you kind of shut down for a bit. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, like, that was, like, the thing was just kind of, like, uh, once you have that second loss, unless you're trying to like just farm for tickets, it's kind of like it shuts you completely out of the cut, and you're just kind of like, okay, it's time to go home. Um, which is fine. Like I, the format that this is is like the, one of the most competitive that it is. So yeah, they're handing out tickets to worlds through this, and this is the only format that, that you can actually do that now. Right. And if you do well, you kind of you definitely earned it because it's it is exactly. not easy to win that many games consecutively. Um, sure. But it, then it we, it leads to weird things though when you're looking at list fortress because it's like like especially the hyperspace qualifier right where everyone starts dropping um, like it's really hard to like draw conclusions off the qualifiers because everything below the six O's is just like a little weird. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> exactly. So like I mean like we shouldn't draw too many conclusions with the hyperspace qualifier because you have that one list and then it's kind of like, is everyone going to be flocking to that one list or two lists, whatever it is. And then something that could have went five and one, but lost in the first round. Like it's, if they might've dropped in that first round and be like, okay, I'm just going to move on because I, I, what I wanted was the world's prize and now I can't get it. But they have a really solid list that either they just didn't perform well enough or, you know, they did have that one dice variance game, but yeah, I, I absolutely agree. So, so why don't we transition to like kind of going through a couple of the interesting lists um, in, in kind of keeping with you with what you were just describing there. I think it's important to mention like there are very good lists that do 
average at tournaments. So, you know, like net decking is a totally legitimate and effective strategy for finding good lists. Um, but the way that you do that well is not just to look at, you know, whatever won the tournament, right? You kind of need to be able to see good lists without them, without seeing the results. Um, that's kind of, the better you get at list building, the sort of the easier it is to do that. Not that list building is particularly hard. Um, so like in evaluating even the open, right? It's, it, there could be tons of lists in the middle of the pack that are 100% viable for the next major tournament, right? So we're going to kind of cherry pick from the top, but I just, I, I feel like it's good to, kind of kind of make it make a statement to that effect that if we're re reviewing sort of tournament results we're not saying that just whatever made cut or went 6-0 is the only good thing right yeah and one of the things that i do want to touch up on that is like when you come to net decking like you you kind of want to look to see what kind of like archetype that you want to play and like there there's different ones out there but what you could do is like find this but like okay this did perform moderately well i can take this list and make it better like you can kind of like finagle it. like you can see what other people did and then kind of just alter it so but the, just to touch up on that right and then but what's really unique and I, like the, the the big takeaway from the weekend for me is this is the first tournament after a minor or like not a minor but the, after a point adjustment right um and it is all over the map right like it has changed so drastically from where we were you know, just before the point changes. And it feels like it's changed more than the points did. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just like, it's just like the whole game's been turned upside down, which is really cool. It's like really exciting. Um, but it makes it harder to draw conclusions from the results, which even that is kind of good, I guess. No, I 100% agree. Because like I said, even in the, even in the actual main event, like, like again, like, there could be some very good lists that, someone might have put together, like, I mean, like, you have good architects, and then you have good pilots. And, like, I have 100% full faith in the list that I bring, but, I mean, I know it's a little bit outside of my comfort zone, and I'm sure somebody else could absolutely fly it a lot better than what I did. It's got lots of mods. Um, yeah. So, so just running through the top of Swiss, um, rather than the cut, right? We have a heightened perception Luke Proton Torp, Wedge Torp, and Dutch with Torps. That's top of Swiss. Um, so so they, they nerfed Proton Torps, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. I um, guess so. Yeah. It's, this is the state of X-Wing right now, though. Like, that is straight up trench run. Like, this is this is the first list that someone builds when they go to, like, a casual night. Like, oh, I like X-Wings, but I like Y-Wing. Like, I'll right, bring so Luke and Wedge. That's amazing. Right. I love this. So let's look at that list, though. Like, what made that list the way that like what made that go six and no uh i can speculate but three torps can chew through rebel b very quickly it gives yeah. you a chance to ps kill and then you have another chance to initiative kill after that so you probably get two initiative kills very early against all the rebel beef that's in the field that'd be my guess um yeah i mean the other part of it of course is the same thing as always high initiative things like they they're a little bit easier to get through the field sometimes. This thing can also joust. So it, it's decent at jousting, and it's high initiative. That's a pretty good recipe. I'm still shocked, though, that it's 6-0. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it gets low PS things. Both Luke and Wedge could get double modified torpedo shots. Yeah. With Dutch getting that target lock, giving it to Wedge, right. Wedge focuses Luke. 
and it, uh, that, that's, focuses this force. And it has a proton bomb in it, so it's like extra insult to injury against the oh, the, sure. the, the four to five ship count. Um, right, it, it's still that's just nuts. I wanted to say <laughs> was it's getting that double mods from Dutch, so it's kind of like we kind of lost a lot of the double, double mod stuff with Cavill with Han Gunner being able to fire a fully modded proton scorp. What else lost the double mods? But now you're getting back into this double mod uh, shenanigans with Dutch and luke having the force so i mean uh, i could really see like any time that you can find those double mods you should probably look into it zach will have something to say about that in a little bit (laughs) um yeah i totally get that it's 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 still just like i can't believe this is this one in extended event or like top swiss in an extended event i know we had this i can see it well i can see it doing well in hyperspace but yeah the fact that it like I don't know. There were phantoms in the mix, and I don't know. Like, there's right. a lot of stuff that, like, on paper, seems like it would just ruin this thing's day. But Which real is... quick, Go I got I to gotta check out, guys. But um, I do want to give a shout out to the Canadian guys, uh, Bruno at a Millennium Condor. You were awesome. Uh, thank you so much for all the stuff that you gave us. Um, we're definitely going to be using it. Um, also, I want to shout out to Asa Graf for. Uh, letting me kick his ass on the uh, <laughs> the uh, yeah on Bruno's podcast the uh, with the, the Quizmaster trivia yes um, so I want to shout out him and uh, again thanks for you know having me on there so uh, I will probably be back to go up against Zach Matthews we'll see that's awesome but, <laughs> all right guys I gotta head out so uh, all right man. safe travels all right man yeah. all right so all right. so on this rebel list though real quick like we've seen. Wedge Dutch like Alpha Strike lists before the point adjust do okay, so maybe it's just a little bit of bias on my part, like not expecting this kind of thing to do well. Yeah, I just expected. I expected if it was going to be Rebels, it was going to be generics or it was going to be B wings or something, and that stuff is like that stuff is in there, like Kalen's list is came in sixth and Swiss, but yeah, the fact that it. 1750 mov like if it i don't know like he lost wedge once and that's it i don't know yeah based on what andrew was saying hopefully we can trust the mov here yeah (laughs) i I don't know oh yeah the mov might also be wrong but i feel like that mov is extraordinary yeah i mean i will say like it it sets itself up to do a number of things well right like in the right hands like you said it can joust if it wants to or if you're a little bit trickier flying it like you know, out position rebel beef lists and they're just hosed. Same with any of the uh, phantom lists, right? You can really punish a phantom player who makes one misstep. Right. I mean, or, or chooses not to fortress. Yeah. I mean, when I look at it, I mean, what puzzles me, I mean, he can't really arc dodge or reposition great and he can't soak or spread damage. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a. Ama- I mean, I can see how he can kill things, but I don't see how he can soak up return shots. So. And what's so funny, right? Is it's like, well, so first of all, that list did not come to arc, arc dodge at any point, right? Like it, it came to dominate Swiss yeah, by just, just shooting yeah. stuff. <laughs> um, but it's heightened perception. Like it's not even instinctive aim. <laughs> like I shouldn't make fun of it because it did well, but. Still. It it's just weird. It's so weird. 
You know, it reminds me of a Coruscant list I saw uh, on stream. Uh, Roger Yeski playing against uh, Jesper Hills. He was had Garvin Dutch and Garvin in the arc, yeah. and Dutch and Wedge. Right. And he made it to cut. Right. So I, it reminds me of that list. Yeah, we've seen they this all have a couple times and and do okay in Swiss and then go nowhere in the cut. So it's kind of makes a little bit of sense. So moving on from the, the top of Swiss, though, the, the next one is uh, uh, Vader with three Phantoms. So we talked last week about Ace Mini Swarm. Yeah. This is really cool. Um, and like, this is my Imperial bias there, right? But it's it's three Phantoms and Vader. Like, I want to try this. Yeah, the MDAR guys are, they're uh, initiative three. They're basically X-Wings, right? Yeah. That's kind yeah, of they're the gig with this yeah yeah so hate hate is probably doing a lot of work in that list i would imagine i still haven't seen that yeah. on the other side of the table or like tried it out but it is like is hate vader it's thing well so i've it, tried it. Did it just happened to be in this list that, that was good i don't know I, I you're cutting out there a little bit but um every time i've tried hate i've found that it kind of like it just gives me shield. I mean, it gives me force back that I was already getting back anyways. <laughs> right. Oh, in like weird situations that I was going to probably die. It does not, it's like two, two extra force, but I'd probably switch hate and SES here out for like afterburners. That's just personal preference. Okay. I can, um, see, yeah, I can see that. that makes sense. Because it's like, but either way, this is really neat. And then, uh, you know, it's, it's, it seems like this would have been a challenge to take to six zero, but it, you're right. The 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 M darts are I three, which is is helpful against all the rebel beef, right? Because they're they're just they're just phantom aces against all the initiative two rebel stuff. Yeah. So this guy this this was thought through this list. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, this is like very. It's an interesting kind of setup against all of that, all the rebel stuff that I'm sure he might have been anticipating. Mm-hmm. Um. Because we get like so after that we get like a weird rebel. I don't even know what you would call this. Like Braylon, Luke, Nora, AP five, just doing rebel stuff, and then it's like a couple of resistance ace lists, which are basically the same. It, it's like trench run. It's all the same. And then you get yeah, and then you get Kalen in sixth. So I feel like yeah, the Phantoms kind of could deal with that pretty well. I feel like they would not have too much of a problem. They just have a token stack and a good stat line, right? Um, yeah. Just jumping back real quick to that AP5 list, because it's got... So it has Braylon, Luke, Nora with Leia, and then AP5. So, like, he brought Leia, and then he also brought AP5 just in case. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. And he put Leia on the correct ship, too. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's another thing where just everyone has a bunch of dice mods and Nora never dies, probably. Because she rolls up with like focus target lock and just lights everything up. Man, we gotta look at we gotta look at arcs. I'm I need I need some arc in my life. I guess with Leia they're a little easier, right? We talked last week about Yeah, it makes their dial way more forgiving. Right. Because uh, like you're not just using Leia there to K turn. I think, I mean, with the, just going back to number two with those Imdar test pilots, I could see like, if you're flying like a group of I2 rebels, which I do a lot, 
you know, you're aiming at those Imdars and they can just scatter in like unpredictable ways and get behind. And then no matter how you guess, like one or two could get behind you. Yeah. And then you, yeah. And you have Vader coming around on the side and I could see getting into a lot of trouble against the list like that. I'm, and then I'm, I'm sorry, legitimately jealous that I didn't come up with this. <laughs> like it's, it's smart. And then in, pro- I mean, he's probably the only people, or he's probably the only person running the test pilots. Like, I had, I would imagine that people stuck with the um, EPT guys with Duke. I forget what Sigma's. I, I, yeah, it looks like it was just him running MDAR test pilots, and then everyone else who was running Phantoms was running Sigma's. Yeah. Um, so. And then going to that sort of rebel salad list that you mentioned, Marshall, I mean, I feel like when you see that list, you want to kill everything in that list. So it makes hard targeting decisions. Maybe do you shoot Luke? Do you shoot Braylon? Do you shoot Nora? Do you shoot AP5? You know, giving your opponent tough choices gives them the opportunity to make a mistake. And every one of those choices is tough. Like that's like Luke doesn't die very fast. And there's Nora. Yeah, except for AP5, you need four or five shots to kill anything in that list. Yeah. So, so moving slightly forward, uh, one of the five O's was uh, like a hundred and eighty-four point bid uh, rep, uh, resistance list. So, that's uh, I think it was Nathaniel May that was running that, which has it's just Poe, Lulo, and Talison. Um, Poe's got uh, HLC, and then I'm I'm happy to see that Poe has Long Wolf here and R four. Yeah, that is that is very correct. <laughs> um, good, yeah, yeah, but uh, it's interesting to see a, a list with a bid that deep, um, a resistance list doing this well in extended format. That's that's pretty crazy. I wonder what he's what. So what is he worried about? Is he worried about? Is he worried about Han with that with that kind of bid? Like I'm just There's or like the, maybe he's worried he's worried about the mirror. I guess. Well, that's. It's probably that, and we'll we'll think about how much i six and i five is in the game. I mean, I don't think he's worried so much as he's just guaranteeing guaranteeing himself like two to three wins a tournament. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah, no, that's that's true. Because there's there's so much po like people love resistance. Oh my god, it's there is so much resistance in this in in the tournament, and he's it's probably right. You know, the mirror is is a big part of it. Like. Lulo and Poe, um, but this also guarantees I, him a good match against Vader. Yeah, because I, I don't see the um, I don't see the four i fives anywhere that resist that four i five resistance list. So uh, maybe everyone was like, "Oh, I'll just take Poe in a bid." I don't know. I don't know what the other Poe lists were like, but um, yeah, that's so interesting. There were there yeah. were a lot of three ship Poe builds. There were a handful, yeah. but th- like that's in the qualifier you saw like Poe and three A wings, which is really fun. Yeah, um, that's a cool list. You, you did see a couple of the like the 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 I five um, kind of so like there's I, there's at least one or two of those that were in the field. Whereas like Elo and Nine, Lulo and Talison, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, one of those went you know got four wins. Oh okay, but right. uh, but uh, you know I, this is not something I resistance doing. First of all, resistance being this popular is sort of something I expected. What I didn't expect is this many people to bring hyperspace lists to an extended format event. Um, like it, there's so much hyperspace in the Saturday yeah. cut. It's or Saturday Swiss. It's 
It's baffling to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but we should I we should talk about that for a minute, I think. Like um yeah, cuz I'm looking at these lists and like yeah, there's like Dirt Kalen brought Z95s and there's like a Corin in there randomly in the cut. Right. Um but I mean just keeping it simple, 50% like, of the cut is hyperspace. Right. Yeah, no, that's that's what I'm saying. Like for the most part it's it's with the exception of like a bunch of phantoms, it's it's hyperspace stuff. And I think the reason for that might be maybe it's I I think the reason for that is just because of like the things that work in hyperspace that you can do are just good. Like rebel efficiency is just good. Um or like these weird um named a wing pilots are just like pretty good Uh, no go ahead yeah yeah basically every uh resistance list every resistance list is hyper is a hyperspace list yeah right and like you even have so you have a a a couple fo lists that are in here um like so you have a kylo with hate pattern analyzer and torps with quick draw and null which like that I just looking at the there's like a, three or four different ways I want to try and improve that, <laughs> um, but but this is it got five wins right and then like you have uh, you know the other one is Scorch Muse Quick Draw and Tabson with Phasma that's really interesting because that's Infinite Stop Tabson with Muse um, right yeah. but it, it, do you guys think it's maybe just people are practicing for both formats so they just bring the same thing and like whatever. Just keep it simple. <laughs> I mean, anecdotally, like, yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. Like, I'm not I'm not trying to build, uh, you know, extended lists. Like, if I go to an extended event, I'll just take the thing I've been practicing, which is probably going to be a hyperspace list, unless I'm like screwing around with B wings or something. I, I wonder if this is going to hold up as we get to like Adepticon. I feel like I think Adepticon is going to be crazy though, right? Because it won't we have won't we have um. Clone Wars stuff by then? Yeah, so that's going to shake things up a lot. You're right. Um, I don't know. This is just the new normal, I guess, right? It's just, it's really fun to see. And and, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know that we need to go through too many more lists. Like, it's, it's, you know, just fun to see how much, you know, people kind of changed what they were doing in response to the point change. Like, thank you, FFG, it worked. (laughs) Should we uh, talk about the winning list, though? Kaylin Wong's? Yeah, and then, you know, we could talk about the final a little bit the incident <laughs> yeah so kaylin yeah is two bandits no three bandits three bandit three bandits two or a generic x-wing a generic b-wing with jamming beam and tractor beam and a u-wing with leia and tack officer so he got that sixth ship in there by using z95s i guess um uh which i think I don't know. I mean, I haven't really messed around with generic Z95s at all. Like, did you did you catch any of his games? Like, I don't know if he was on stream, but like... So my only experience is getting beat up by Blair Bunky running the crack Talos. Um, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm surprised to see Z95s win. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, um, so, what, yeah, so I guess what I'm asking, like, it, what are they doing? What are the Z95s doing better than x-wings is it just like it's another ship because it it could be that or is it i don't know is it something else do you think he uses that jamming beam to fire first on that blue squadron b-wing and then everyone else fires in the squad 
Yeah, maybe. Maybe he maybe it's so he can feel better about giving up an attack basically to get the jamming beam off. And then he has four I1s. Maybe he's probably he's doing a lot of blocking. I mean, he deliberately chose the I1 partisan renegade instead of the isn't the blue squadron U wing the same price? Right? So I think chose... it's a I think it's a point more. Oh, it's a point more. Right. Point more. No, it's the same price. Yeah, yeah. He's, he he went down to PS1. Price, so he's yeah. probably, you know, he's blocking with those I1s, maybe denying actions, then maybe he, um, I'm sorry, not jamming, he tractors maybe with that blue squadron. And then um, if I said jamming, I apologize. I mean tractors. And then um, reduces someone's agility by one and then follows up with five shots. It seems yeah. like that is probably the key to making this work. Um, that sounds right. I mean, so like... Like Tristan brought uh, tractor beam side with Sloan and the four strikers, and mm-hmm. the tractor beam in that is actually sometimes important, like against stuff that you really need the extra offense for. So, sure. yeah, this is so you know like it wasn't the only list like this this type of archetype, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that was in in the tournament, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but get an extra shot in, I guess. So he, he faced off against uh, four B wings and uh, an attack shuttle with Leia, right? That was the that was the final. That matchup. was the final. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, so Peter. Peter yeah, Peter Rose. That's right. Yeah. Uh, two B wings, two X wings. I guess we can cover here what happened in the final briefly. Like everyone's gonna have covered this, but essentially, I think he said his dials the wrong direction, and two of the B wings went off the table round one. Yeah, um, I didn't. I didn't see it, but yeah, that's it's pretty rough. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's well, I, we were talking earlier in the chat. Like, it's a long couple of days. You've played like ten or eleven games of X Wing or whatever. Like, your brain is fried. Maybe you just make a mistake, and then I mean, I, not like he did it on purpose, but like. I'm sure he was just like fried after all that, after playing that much, and he just he just set his dials wrong. That's um, that's a real thing. It stinks, yeah, um, yeah. Because I don't know what you do in that situation. Like, it's a premier level event or whatever. Like, you flee your guys off the board. Um, I mean, I think personally, it's it's. I wasn't there, so it's hard to speak to it, but it's. Like, I'm sure a lot of people are thinking about, like, well, what would I do if I was in, you know, one of the two players involved? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd say that, like, offering offering to just go the direction you know he was trying to go on round one is something that I think a significant portion of the player base would consider and probably would do. Um, yeah. But I can kind of, it's it, it may not have been either of the two players' decision there, right? Like once that happens, there's judges in the whole thing. Like, that's the game. Oh yeah, I guess there's a judge just standing there watching. Right. Could say, yeah. Like, oh nope, you got to do it. Like exactly. Even if even if no one called the judge to to uh to be like, what do we do in this situation? The judge is probably watching and realizes what happens. And like, I don't know. Maybe they both looked at him and he was like, yeah, you, like you got to execute the maneuver. Like that's what you dialed in. So I'm sure other casts will get the details on it and we'll find out more but yeah either way that's kind of a sad way to end the day yeah. um 
but it, congratulations to both of them. And it, it's like, if you need evidence that Rebel meta has arrived, it is yeah. here. It is here for at least until the prequels arrive. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, B-Wings and, and Leia. Yep. Um, can, I, can I ask you guys what you think of Marcel Manzano's list? You know, he came in ninth. That's the core answer. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he played Brett. He knocked he Brett, Brett out, yeah. yeah. Oh, he did, okay. <laughs> But it's a wedge with proton torpedoes, Corin with crackshot FCS proton torpedoes R two, and then Cassian Andor tactical officer Leia. I mean, again with this like Alpha like, Strike sure. three ship thing, I it's it's awesome. I don't know what to say. I mean, like I don't understand, but I mean he's one of the best players in the world. But other than that, I don't. I just don't know. I it long range scanners is good. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's, right. that's right. Um, and Cassian's Cat- ability is really good. Yeah. I wonder how often he used it. Uh, that'd be interesting to know. Uh, uh, but Horn, right? Horn's here. Like people wanted E Wings to be better, so thank you. Ninth and Swiss. <laughs> <laughs> one, one made it. One snuck through. Yeah. Um, I wonder. I wonder how often he got Corn's ability off. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure a couple times. Once or twice a game, maybe. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you'd have to in a list like that because Wedge is not your end game ship there. Right. So, I feel like Corin must have closed a couple games for him, but he, he, yeah, he would have to. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I I don't know that there's any other ones that we really want to highlight. Uh, I I have to mention this because I'm obligated to uh, Sabine Ren Crew placed uh, 18th in Swiss. <laughs> yeah, that list is so goofy. I mean I mean it's not goofy. It's 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 what you would expect out of 4K wings, but it's I think it's goofy that it made it came in 18th. It did well at a couple of uh kit tournaments in in Europe. So someone oh, okay. someone clearly looked at that and brought it um but it's yeah, K wings are are pretty solid with barrage rockets, I think. People can mix those into lists. For me, the only other thing that we haven't touched on at all is the uh, the boogeyman didn't show up. Oh, uh, trip up well. well, all right. So, so I don't think anyone expected the boogeyman to show up in the open, but the hyperspace qualifier—that's a good transition, right? Okay, yeah, let's um, start with that because that. So, like that, we don't have all the Swiss results in, in List Fortress yet, but we have a lot. Um, only I there was only one trip salon. Zach, so you're absolutely really? right. There was only, I think there was, there might have been more, but there was, it was one trip salon in the hyperspace qualifier uh, oh, that I saw. Yep. Which is, yep. which is the, very, the boogeyman just, the boogeyman just didn't show up. There's only one tabs in, in the extended event. Well, that's because people are that bad. That's because people are real bad. Like, <laughs> so like if, if I go, if I go into the, like, the extended lists for scum, there were only three bobas, which is a that's clear so indicator wild. that people are pretty bad at the game. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Like, but like, what what do you take in scum if you're not taking boba? Like, Drea. So everyone brought okay. Drea. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why drinks and scrubs? Um, D's Drea list is is pretty good. Yeah. The veteran turret gunner. Yeah, is. all that kind of stuff. But I mean, so but on the qualifier, right? Like, I wonder if Tripsalon wasn't brought because it's boring and people don't like to fly three dumb looking ships that are big bases and don't. Move well. <laughs> um. Or, I think how you really people, like, feel. people like to win, though. I think, like, yeah. Oh, and I, maybe, yeah. maybe it's, it's not going to 
carry you through the cut. So it, maybe you just don't bother. Well, and if, for the record, if your intention is to win, you, you, I don't think it wins you the tournament. Yeah, and like, for the record, I I really enjoy playing Tavson and like like Striden. Like it's a cool ship, but I I just maybe it's just that people don't like the play style, um, or they felt yeah. that it was solved. I think it is though, isn't it? Solved? No, it's like sort of. You don't think so? No. If you look at the if you look what people brought, like the Rebel beef lists certainly have a good matchup. Oh, they all have, like, and they all, there's a lot of like jamming being thrown in and stuff. Sort yeah, of, no, but like, but like there wasn't. There's still the field is still full of aces and like. Like the trip salon that was brought, did it's hard to know like how it could, how more of them could have done because <laughs> no yeah. one brought it. Um, and um, one other, I I really thought there'd be more falcons. I'm just looking at the results. yeah. There's not a lot of those either. Uh, well, so there was a lot of I, I not a lot like in quotes. I, I saw a decent amount of like Lando and two aces, um, Han and Luke and Wedge, because you can fit Leia in that with Trick Shot. Okay. Um, you know, like Lando with Hot Shot Gunner and uh, and the the crew that gives you the blue banks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw that list with, like, that, that they did okay, actually. That had Thane next to it and something else. Um, but yeah, the hyperspace field is, like, a little all over the place, too. That one's not, the, the whole details of that thing aren't on, on there yet, but the, the real sad thing is Imperials. I think there were three lists total. That were oh my right. god, really? I, well, yeah, that may, I guess that kind of, unfortunately, that makes sense. They're just, they're, they haven't figured out hyperspace yet. Their ships don't have hyperspace drives, so they really can't get there <laughs> to the fight. Wrecked. Um, I, there were only 69 players in, in the qualifier, too, so okay. you know, maybe that's part of it, but yeah, there's the empire is not that bad like just definitely not that bad it, i think people just but don't it's also it. not good well uh, yeah i mean well not what, good in hyperspace i it's, it's, it's not good if you're not going to take a tie swarm just maybe want to mess around with tie swarm yeah i think if people for for whatever i mean we've talked about this for whatever reason people don't want to fly tie swarms not to say that tie swarm is like an excellent hyperspace list, but I I think it's worth exploring. But yeah, it's it's their best. People sh- are just not doing it. It's their best shot, but outside of being an elite level mental talent, like it's just it's too draining. Well, so so there were six wins with a right. swarm. That, that, that's when people just don't like it. Um, yeah, I this is like I'm not expecting Adepticon to be full of empire lists. <laughs> In hyperspace, right. I don't get me wrong there, but it feels it feels like an overreaction. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And what else, any other kind of comments on hyperspace? I think the the two six zero or the one six zero was a, a rebel list that was uh, five Y wings with ion turret and veteran turret gunner, mm. um, and then the the five zero that he played against was uh, Dutch with proton torps, um, the U wing build. And then Garvin and Wedge. Um, uh, yeah, that's a cool list. Yeah, which I, I think Zach, I, I think now would be a good time maybe to talk about the list that you were testing out. Um, but I, we also should maybe get into high wings and how people feel about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mentioned it last week that I was like toying around in hyperspace with this T 
teamwork the faction, as Chris labeled it, list of Benthic two tubes, Edrio two tubes, Levin, and Garvin. Um, so just everyone gets a focus is the theme of the list. Mm. And ran it on Thursday night. I mean, mid to like first time back, playing X Wing in about three weeks, and it just steamrolled things. Like, I even played like it was three extended lists that it went up against. And it just cleared house. Um, How often did Garvin trigger? Like every game? Every game. And multiple times every game. Because like since it's both offense and defense, people will start shooting at him. Then they that only happened once. Then they realized never to shoot at Garvin again. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> so, so your list kind of had like more focus tokens. The one that went was in the kind of five, the 6-0 game. Um, yep. that had Dutch with the Torp and seismic yep. charges. So like he traded for target locks essentially. Yeah. And then he also has yep. wedge in there, which gives him a slightly, maybe evens out some matchups against things that could nit kill one of your four. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, he downgraded from like his Y, his U wing is significantly cheaper than mine is by 10 points. Mm-hmm. Um, dropping it down to the partisan and going attack officer instead of, Edrio with or not Edrio, Benthic with perceptive co-pilot. Right. Um, so like, I don't know. For me, it's partly just personal choice. I'm not a fan of kind of the way 2.0 is going of coordinate the game. Yeah. Well, it, <laughs> that's. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be plenty of opportunity to get into that soon. Um, yeah. So, but but on this type of list, this style of list, right? So yeah. this was like. Like the rebels destroyed Canada, right? Like that's yeah. what happened this weekend. And what's crazy to me is like there was one list that had bigs in it that did really well, but like the rebels are doing well without even using their party trick, which is damage mitigation or damage spreading. And I, you know, I don't, I might regret kind of emphasizing this more again, but like, Man, I, I feel like I feel like people just need to start adding bigs back to these rebel lists with Leia, because that's going to be decent. Like it, it it forces you to sort of like play a little closer. But this type of list, it's already playing sort of in formation, right? I mean, I guess the issue is like from the results we've seen, do you really need it? Like the, <laughs> the beef is already there. It's already hard enough to kill enough in this list to be ahead. Yeah. Well, but like that that statement alone, like, do you really need it? Like, I, that maybe says it on its own. Um, okay, like, like I think, go, go I ahead. think for me, it's just it's a case of like they're already because of how beefy they are, and because of some of their other abilities. Like, I don't necessarily need to prioritize defense with rebels; they're already defensive. What you really need help on is offense, and I think that's what you're seeing with some of these lists that have done well this weekend is how do you boost the offense on rebel ships because they're already defensive enough so so i think i kind of get that we're like if you're looking at five ship rebel right having the extra x-wing i I get that right that gives you just like why do you need defense when you just have extra five hp right no big deal and then you see like the alpha strike lists that are making cut we kind of understand where those come from it's proton torps Right, they don't exist without proton torps. That's it's four dice, well modified. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So maybe you're right. I, I like maybe the field will change enough that things will consolidate ship count down. Is all I'm saying. Like we, I, I've kind of experienced that through the before the first point adjust where you know people just started shaving things out of lists to optimize it. Right. That's how you ended up with Squad of Legend. Um, yeah. So I, I don't necessarily want a Bigs heavy meta. I don't. <laughs> um, I just, nah, I just still, not. still now it's a rebel meta, right? We can say that, mm-hmm. and it's still not being played. Yeah, I mean, I think it just comes down to like fine tuning your list over a number of games, and like if you play a bunch of games with whatever rebel beef list of your choosing, you have to ask yourself after like the basically after the losses, did I lose because of defense or did I lose because of offense? And I feel like for me coming from playing it a bunch in the lead up to packs and then the last couple months, for me, it was always offense was my weakness. Like they just weren't punching through enough damage. And maybe, maybe like the alpha strike is been suppressed by the point adjust just enough that, that what you're saying there is even more true. Um, you know, this is, this is super interesting, right? Because it's like yeah. rebels are spoiled for choice. It feels like, yeah, um, yeah, one hundred percent. And and I, I I don't know really why, because like we're not even including turrets in them at this point. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, we I talked a while back about wanting generics sort of to have a space in the game again. They definitely do. Yeah, like yeah, generics yeah. owned this weekend. They really did. Um, well, because Leia solves the biggest problem for Rebel Generics, mm-hmm. the turnaround turn. Like, that's, like, I don't want to keep harping on my packs list, because got to let the past die and all that. But, like, <laughs> no, it's the okay. big thing <laughs> that I was, like, trying to do with my packs list was solve the turnaround turn. Because prior to that, I was running four B-Wings and a Y-Wing and just going straight beef. But the issue was, at some point, you have to turn around. And when you turn around, it sucks, because you're just taking unmodded shots and against like things like aces that's an important round mm-hmm. leia solves that now for two points like, yeah that that turn that you would normally skip like meaningful damage and then get initiative killed the next turn it's yeah. gone now right? yeah you it's just gone. turn around you're modded still and everyone's happy and then usually by the time you really really need to do it again she's back up right and it's yeah. two points, so it's almost free, right? I, I it's, it's, I, it's hard for me to complain about it. Like, I think it's actually pretty cool that. Oh no, I am not complaining. Like, I'm super stoked about it. Like I said, it was kind of the one, one of the big problems for Rebels and why I think they weren't so good prior to the point adjustment was, at some point, they really, really need to turn around if you're going to play the generic beef list. And that turnaround turn always killed you. Like it always came back to bite you in the ass. Right. So so one of the things that normally gets settled early in an open meta situation, right, is the things that joust well. That's what everyone yep. figures out immediately. It's like, well, Tripsalon, yep, pretty solid. And, oh, I can fit five X-Wings now or whatever, like the equivalent to it, who cares, right? Like, yes, I can joust, that's good. And then like a month or two later, everyone figures out like the rest of it like the balanced list of offense and defense and mobility and initiative and MOV and matchups and all that. Um, We're not going to get that, right? Because it's like we got three weeks before Clone Wars comes out. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then it's just going to be solving the Joust puzzle again, right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's yeah. going to be how do you how do you out joust like Jedi aces who can just dodge all your stuff? Which which sort of transitions to a quick point that I wanted to make, which is like Brett Brett's list um, was Vader, Soontir, and Whisper, right? And he did really well, right? And I think I think he could have easily have gone five and one, right? Um, within this mix, stuff like that. If you get the right matchups, it maybe is entirely viable, right? Because you're not gonna if you face one rebel beef list, right? Maybe that becomes an issue, and like you lose you lose to that for whatever reason. But you actually can win that game with that with three kind of higher initiative ships like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you get a good result, like that, that's kind of I wonder. I wonder how much more of that will crop up again because you you did see Poe and Lulo and Talison do well, right? Like trip aces are not pushed out of the meta by Rebel Beef at all. Go ahead, John. Yeah, um, I guess I've fl- I've flown a fair amount of bigs, but I agree with what you guys have said about um, like if you're flying, if you're going for pure beef, that seven extra points to go to forty eight for bigs is just too much if you want to try to squeeze in five ships. And um, I feel like, you know, Biggs, he, the damage mitigation he does, it's about giving your opponent hard choices. But if you can put a list together that already gives them tough choices, then why you don't really need Biggs? So like that list, it was what, AP5, Luke, Braylon, Nora? I mean, they're all tough choices already. You know, you if your opponent shoots, you know, Braylon, who costs the same as Biggs, you know, you're fine with that. If they shoot AP5, you know, you're fine with that because he's cheaper than Biggs. And Luke and Nora are very tanky. Um, but so I I think, uh, I, but I agree. I'm surprised that you don't see a bit more of him. I mean, I'm looking at these hyperspace lists. And the third one, which went five, five and one, I guess, is Wedge, Thane, Garvin, Porkins. And I would totally have put in Biggs instead of Porkins there to protect Wedge and Thane and Garvin. Right. So I think, yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't. I think people think Biggs may not be as good as he used to be, but I think he's actually better. So I don't right, right. And uh, like, I'm not a rebel player, so I, yeah. I'm, I'm just speaking from being an opponent to those lists forever. Right. Mm-hmm. It just <laughs> like like it's just still not getting used. Um, that's all. So so the quick the the thing that's re- I think all of the hyperspace lists are now up in List Fortress, right? That's what you're referring to, John. Yeah, so it's the number three in the hyperspace is uh, Wedge, Thane, Garvin, Porkins. Wedge with Swarm Tactics and the other three with Marksmanship. So there's two I've... Garvins that went five wins. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and a Jack Porkins? Are you kidding? Yeah, it's Jack Porkins, yeah. <laughs> Porkins I mean, went five one. Come on. I would you could I would totally have put in Biggs in that Porkins spot to protect oh, Wedge yeah. and Thane. Yeah. And um but uh, I have not gone five and one in a, in a hyperspace qualifier. So. I think someone picked up the Porkins Altar card and just really wanted to use it. <laughs> <laughs> he got it the day before and he was like, screw it. I'm taking marksmanship Porkins. <laughs> Done. Uh, like, I totally did not do that right after PAX for like a week. Uh, yeah. yeah, you did, didn't you? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so just, I, I think we can kind of wrap up the, the, meta, the results discussion here, but the one thing thing i wanted to throw out as we are as we're doing that like people should be celebrating this weekend 
Yeah, these are very encouraging tournament results. It's this is like everything that you're seeing from this kind of hyperspace list that I'm looking at. Like, there's no there's no list here that is is extremely feels bad, man. But there's a Tripsalon that had three wins and three losses. That's it. Yeah. Right? Like like someone might say, like, oh, five veteran turret gunner Y Wings is is no fun to play against. Get over it. <laughs> like <laughs> like just stay out of arc if that's your problem. Like I and stay out of arc in quotes, right? Like everyone hates hearing that. It's good. Like people are gonna probably hate on on some of the generics being good now. Um I mean- it's probably, I mean, I think it's getting a lot of press, but it'll, it may go the way of like barrage rocket bombers, you know, like we talked about them a lot and you did see them, but you didn't see that many as the meta developed, you didn't see that many just barrage rocket bomber lists. Yeah. So I, I like a little correction for myself. There is, if you look at the data on the barrage rockets, I guess when people brought them, they did really well. So maybe it'll be the kind of thing where it's like, like, this is not going to be like quad TLT, right? Or are there, are there legions of quad TLT former players that just have been waiting for this moment? <laughs> no, I don't. Because uh... they'll be disappointed, right? Like they, they do definitely have to point their forward arc at a thing to make yeah. use of veteran turret gunner. And like these are these are Y wings. They're not interceptors. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's what's funny is if we, if Marshall, if I think back to that red cap tournament we had early on, wasn't the final table of that like barrage rocket bombers versus five Y wings? Ooh, I th- maybe yeah. I know that Owen brought. It was like two bombers and two um, gunboats and like a Punisher or something, and they all had barrage rockets. And then it might have been Nick, yeah, Nick flying five Y wings, maybe. So that it's. <laughs> Man, it's, it's kind of thing. Like we've all we all have known that you can do that with that many Y wings. Um, hey, FFG wanted big base turrets to be relevant again, right? So here you go, veteran turret gunner. It's cheaper. <laughs> yeah. I, <ugh. laughs> yeah. So let's um, let's go down the hyperspace list here until we find the first big base turret. I'm gonna do that now. So I'm still oh, yeah, scrolling, okay. still scrolling. Oh, Lando, Lando is six. Lando it. Lando at six. There you go. Yeah. With that's the hot shot gunner Lando, right? Yeah, with yeah, Thane yeah. and Nora. That seems yeah. actually really okay without Thane. But I like that. Like <laughs> yeah, Lando make, and Nora. If um, we make Thane bigs and have him protect Nora, I think we're really cooking with gas on that one. Right on. Or just make Thane Luke and drop stuff. Um, is that possible? Oh, I don't know. Or can you, you can do wedge? That. You'd have to do wedge. Yeah. Um, what's yeah, the next one? Cut. Venny at fourteen. No, 13. Uh, Dion Morales, 13. Lando. Oh, another Lando. So Lando's good, okay. huh? <laughs> but so like this, yeah, is, so. this is where it's like really hard to say because all of these things we're talking about are three and three after everyone stopped trying. So Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Or like three, yeah. two drops. Probably. Like you said, it's hard to dig through any of this data with any certainty. Yeah. At all, really. I'm with you. So let's move on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> let's just stop talking about it. Um, <laughs> No, I it, like this. It's just people should check out List Fortress though, because it is it is sort of interesting. Um, you know what people actually chose to bring. So yeah, that's that's the fun bit. Um, so the next segment we were just talking about Y wings, so we can talk about aces. It's kind of related. 
So I wanted to have like a general discussion about aces that we've flown and like ones that are our favorite, that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. There hasn't been a lot of prep for this discussion, so it's sort of sort of like an open floor kind of thing. I've flown mostly like Empire, First Order, Aces, a little bit of Fen'Rao, and a little bit of Luke, but basically no Resistance or Rebels. So, I don't know, do we want to start with Rebels? And uh, you guys can just kind of take it from here. Uh, I mean, I can talk. Yeah, I mean, Han and Lando are definitely a thing. Like, it may be on a big base, but the Rebel Falcon definitely fills like an ace slot. It's it's like a big. Well, it's. I mean, the novelty of it is that it's big, but it's an arc dodging regen ship that, that you know has access to a bunch of dice modifications, and it just happens to be on a big base ship. But it it flies like an ace. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff you can do with it. I think I would like. I was also surprised that we didn't see it a lot this weekend, aside from Lando. But I think Lando in hyperspace may be like the better choice at this point. Um, I'm not really sure, just because he helps out. Like he helps out a lot of other ships that normally would not have access to double mods. So if you're trying to get those proton torpedoes off, or you're trying to get like. Focus target lock with a Nora Y-Wing or whatever. I mean, um, Lando is a ship that can, he can act like an ace and also like kind of a support ship, um, mm-hmm. which I think is, is like, I, as far as aces go, I think that's kind of unique. And he's um, still I-5, right? So and he's still I-5, yeah. He can boost if he has to. Yeah, I don't know if you necessarily put engine on him if you're trying to fit like, two other full ships alongside with him, but maybe you can get Wedge and Nora and you can get Engine on Lando. I'm not exactly sure. But but yeah, Dash is like a similar thing. Um he's kind of skating around. Although I I don't think I don't anticipate seeing him very much um at all. Um now that they nerfed like everything that made him <laughs> they really just kind of cut him off the knees. Um and then yeah, I don't know. Like we, uh, Jake, I've flown once. Um, I was not impressed by him, but I haven't tried him with two talent slots now. So I'd be I'd be curious to experiment with different combinations with him. Um, but I four is a a real handicap. So I don't know. Yeah. So like these lists that I put together here, I included aces and pocket aces, right? So for oh, okay. Yeah. So for so rebels, it's like Luke is the ace. Corin's an ace. Han and Lando definitely are. Wedge, not so much, I don't think. Like, sort of an ace, but he really just jousts and flanks a little bit. And then I had, like, the pocket aces for Rebels I put down as Jake, Sabine, and Miranda. Which yeah. fun. It's funny to think of Miranda. I guess Wedge is also kind of a pocket ace, right? Because he's just, like, a well, cheap a thing. Cheap. And you can't do anything with him, yeah. So by ace, uh, do you mean just like high initiative repositioning or um, yeah. is that our definition? Yeah, like just just that, right? High, high yeah. initiative um, I, has some access to reposition of some kind. So like Wedge does have a boost and a barrel roll. It's mm-hmm. He's not mm-hmm. doing that twice in a turn without afterburners, right? But mm-hmm. um, so you can play Wedge like a flanking kind of ace. I think a wedge is like a midnight type Omega leader type ship, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then the pocket ace, like Sabine, is the 
Sabine in the attack shuttle is like the pocket ace for rebels because he gets yeah, she gets the mods and all that. I, like for yeah. rebels, like the only one that I have a ton of time with is Luke because um, I I run Super Luke from time to time mm -hmm. and he is a true ace, especially with supernatural. Yeah, it's it's the aciest ace you can get. So I mean, I flew some. I flew when uh, 2.0 first came out. I was flying a lot of Luke and Lando. And he being able to double reposition before supernet before revealing your dial was crazy. Well, uh, which I did a lot. Well, so you like and the then, trick with him is you like can open your foils, boost, and do a four K mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. on the on the supernatural, and then you can barrel roll after. Yeah, which is insane. Um, so like he's the closest. He's the best rebel ace, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Easily. I the, the the I don't know back then what you were running on Lando, but I've tried Luke and Han, is what I've been running lately. And mm. what's crazy about Luke is you can kind of like I I I'll basically go into the first round of combat somewhat aggressively with him because he's tanky enough to handle like two to three shots or two at least. Mm -hmm. Uh, so like like soon tier right? Like you don't really do that. Like you don't park at range three and defend. Now you used to in 1.0, but you don't do that anymore. Luke can kind of push his way to a spot on the board, trade a couple shots, and then like do a, a four forward or whatever and kind of flank at that point. Um, it's weird for me running Luke and like having an ace as mobile as what I'm used to in Imperials, right? That's it reminds me a little bit of Whisper to be honest, right? Where like Whisper kind of is just tanky enough that. It doesn't evaporate, right? Still like you can mobile. make a mistake. Yeah, exactly. And especially with supernatural, it feels like whisper on steroids. And then there's Corin, which just placed. <laughs> it, so Zach, yeah, we'll, I'll be taking another look at him. Yeah. So Zach, if you had to pick a rebel ace, which one would it be? Which is your favorite? Uh, game wise, probably Luke. Heart wise, probably Han. That sounds I mean, right. I'm a Han player all day. I was a very, very, almost exclusively Han player in 1.0, especially towards the end. Uh, so I think I'm going to give it to Han. Han just has my heart. And people might take issue with me kind of categorizing Han and Lando as aces, but I think they are because they can boost. They, they definitely are. They are definitely aces. Just um, because they're fat doesn't mean they're not. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, and I... I do want to say that you left off my favorite Rebel Ace, Garvin Drace. The best Rebel ace. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I'm Zach Corny this week. I know, I heard that earlier. Yeah. Andrew decided your fate. Um, <laughs> so where do we want to go next? You want to talk about scum? Could you do that? Sure, let's get scummy. All right. So, um, so scum actually has like some of the cooler aces in the game, I feel like. So for me, it's Fenrau, Guri are are both like quintessential aces for X-Wing. Uh, Fenrau, we've talked about a lot, kind of, you can't, you can't put him in bad spots. He'll punish you, right? But if you get to range one and you get to the end game, it becomes a monster. Guri is like the only supernatural ace in the scum faction because of advanced sensors. Yeah. And that bendy barrel roll is one of the most entertaining moves in the game, 
hands down. Yeah, she just kind of disappeared, didn't she? I guess. I, don't know. I guess. She's, <laughs> she's tricky. Like the, it's also, I think part of the problem is, from what I've seen, I think scum aces are in a bit of a weird spot in general, right? Like if you look at, like the Empire, the Vader, three Imdar list, like scum really doesn't have a good ace plus mini swarm setup. Like, what's their mini swarm ship? Thankfulers. But then it gets super tight and you're going to lose your bid. Yeah. Well, so like, like you can do Fen and like old T and then some stuff or you can do Fen and three Salas. But I hear you, Zach. Like it's not. It, it's not their forte. They're not as efficient at it as other it, factions. So so I, I guess I should list all the ones that I, I put down here though, right? So it's Fen, old T, Talon, Bane, Talon, Bane's the greatest ship that ever lived. Guri, Pelob, Boba, mm-hmm. Nim, and then I put IGs down. Um, Nim, I, Nim I should probably take off here, but you can fit advanced sensors and barrel roll on there, so I left Nim in. Um, so I, so from that point of view, like what I just listed, right? Uh, they have, you know, of the older factions, of like Rebels, Imperials, and Scum, mm-hmm. I, I feel like they've got better options than Rebels, for, for the races, is that fair to say? Like, it's Luke yes. and Han and Lando versus Fen and Guri and Boba. Oh, yeah. I mean, as far as, like, pure volume, yeah, definitely. The issue for them is just weird point costing for their races. Like, yeah. it's a lot trickier to build an ace list for scum that is a good all-around 200-point list. It's so, like, pick two aces and fill in with meh. The closest I've gotten is like the Fen, Fen, uh, old T and Paylob or Fen, old T and Cavill. You can do, you know, Fen and Gurry and a third thing, but that all feels like really strong on a casual night and feels mm-hmm. like maybe, maybe you could, you could do okay. in uh, you know, like if they added Gurry to hyperspace and put it this way, if they added Gurry to hyperspace, Gurry would be everywhere. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Right, it's just like immediately extremely powerful, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you put? I mean, would you put? We have Rebel Han down. Would you put Scum Han as a? Uh, no. As a dice? I, no. Scum Han is like a meat shield, right? It's a two attack dice. Yeah. 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 It's uh, probably. And then I'm just curious uh, about Paylob on this. I, I acknowledge that Paylob is really great, but. <clears throat> I'm just curious about. I I included as a pocket ace. I think uh-huh. a paylob is a pocket ace because so like for me a pocket ace is a ship that is it has a reposition of some kind or has a threat that allows it to do something in the end game, right? So like Omega Leader is that Omega Leader's like or Midnight rather. Mm-hmm. Paylob to me is sort of the scum Midnight because it just runs around denying mods and you know can still put out damage. Um, but it's a bit of a stretch there because you're not, you know, it's not, that's not the traditional ace by any stretch of the imagination. So Talonbane, can I sell anyone on Talonbane as an ace with, with a whole bunch try. of mods? <laughs> he, he, he exists. Oh man. The closest I, yeah. So like I tested prockets and afterburners on him because you can get a six dice procket. Okay. Right. Um, but then I realized that he only has three banks. So the oh, afterburners no. felt really useless. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, that's bad. yeah, it does. Um, so like all those mod slots can't save them. <laughs> I think the cure X for me is just the one ship in 2.0 that I don't understand at all. They didn't even try. They didn't like, even try to make it good. Does cloaking device save it? So they you do like Raz with a cloaking device? But they oh, didn't okay. change like really anything about it and then like overcosted it to high hell with the idea like you can take lots of modifications. Well modifications suck. Yeah, it's a bad slot now. Um there's not really anything that you want it. What's so what's their action bar? Folk yeah, nope, I'm out. I'm way out. <laughs> yeah, barrel roll that they don't like give them a focus to link red barrel roll or something. Like they're really, something. really, really crappy X Wings. Oh, I thought they cost had, way I more. Linked something. No, nope. yeah, they're just bad. They should be like and the fact that they didn't point. get a point adjustment at all. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I just, don't know I what don't... they were worried about. Yeah, I don't. There's got to be something they're worried about. I don't understand what it is. Well, the maybe cartel marauders are already really cheap. Maybe they're worried about the alpha strike. Well, not even that. I mean, the cartel marauders you can already fit five, so you can't go much lower on those. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. unless you like. I mean, I guess you can, but you can already you can. fit five of them. Yeah, I mean, you can get it down to where you can still fit five, but not six, and have them be cheaper. That's fair. That's fair. This is probably the most anyone's talked about Karaz Fighter since the beginning of 2.0. Yeah, and during the ace conversation of all things. Yeah. I haven't put him on the board, but I do like Graz the Hunter's pilot ability. Absolutely. He's you cool. Know, that sounds really cool. Oh, yeah, he is cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's while you defend, if you're behind the attacker, roll one additional attack defense dice. And then while you perform an attack, you roll additional. Is that the only ability in the game that references being behind something? I think yeah, because so, yeah. so. they took they a backstabber, right? Well, because they changed a lot of everything else to like in the rear half or like in a certain arc. We also have a game term that's flanking, and nothing yeah. nothing interacts with flanking. Either. I don't know. I just think again, it's, they, it, they they didn't it, try on Kurex at all. They just completely just ported stuff over from one point yeah. to two point and slapped it. I guess this is the price on it. That's fair. Um, so, so for for scum though, the, the the forgotten ace in the scum faction is in fact Boba Fett, right? Because right, mm-hmm. right now, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so he is. That's that's where it's at. Like that is the best ace in the faction, right? No doubt. Oh, yes. Um, as far as like ease of play, I yeah, I think Fenrau is the better ace. But for everyone listening, every new player out there. Go with Boba. If you're net, yeah. Go if you're net Boba. decking from Toronto, don't believe that Boba's bad, please. Yeah. <laughs> or do I mean he was a bit oppressive for a while? This is coming from someone yeah, whose second favorite like Star Wars nuts. character is Boba. So, well, Brett Brett made a good point in the chat a little while back. Um, he was saying that like maybe people just got a little bored of running Boba. You know, it's yeah because it's yeah, it's a very direct kind of play style of you know what he's doing so i i it just it feels like as soon as han gunner went up slightly in cost like han gunner went up a lot but like not enough that it's like boba didn't need han gunner to be useful but as soon as han gunner right. went up people just dropped the ship just gone yeah they just gave up immediately <laughs> but, um i don't know 
How about uh, Dalen Oberos? Is I4 too low to be an ace? Not pocket ace territory, but maybe that's where Zach was saying, you know, the Karaz fighters are a little expensive. I wonder if those other named Star Vipers are a tiny bit expensive. I mean, it's 54 points. But in a world, if Gurry didn't exist, you know, would <laughs> would people would people play him? Daily? Would you want to live in that world? I don't want to live in that <laughs> no, world. No, no, no. No, it's a really fun ship. Like, all the Star Vipers are super entertaining, right? Um, so, I, I, you know, as like a 50-ish, like a low 50-ish uh, pocket I-4 pocket ace, so on board for that. That's the one that moves all weird, right? Yeah, after you fully execute a maneuver, you may gain one stress token to rotate your ship 90 degrees. So, so yeah. <laughs> so, Sienna Re, whenever you want to. Yeah. And imagine that with advanced sensors, like you barrel roll one way or the other, and then I mean, I think move and then rotate 90 degrees. For me, like I've looked at them a lot, and I think that's what it comes down to is like you need to staple advanced sensors to them, which immediately brings them up to 64. Yeah, because you're sacrificing your action to do his ability. That's it's definitely true for Guri. Like Guri, Guri can get by with just debris gambit, but you, you're like, why are you bringing Guri if you don't have advanced sensors on there? Like, yeah, that's, I mean, that's so much better. Yeah, that's that's kind of my issue with the Star Vipers in general because they are very squishy. Like I love them, I love them so much, but there's like. I don't understand why Scum can't get an ace with an evade. Well, so like, let's talk about Guri, right? Because Guri totally can. So I, I, if you run Debris Gambit, Advanced Sensors, Guri, um, that is a ship that you can kind of, like you dance around maybe, and then you just die in some cases, right? Where it's like, oh, I did a cool yeah. barrel roll, and then I did a hard one turn. Oh, I'm in a bunch of arcs, and I lost. Damn it, right? Um, but then there's other times where it's like, you, you get that approach right where you're getting the evade from debris gambit and then you're closing into range and getting the focus like that that's pretty serious um if you set it up right and that's easier said than done for sure uh but it, it's like so that's part of the thing right with aces like I, this is worth yes, talking about before is. we go the rest of the way through this but two two statements right one aces are way easier than most players who run aces make it out to be right like way easier because half the time you're just watching your opponent move then you do some things and you shoot them and then you unit kill them and it's fine but the other half of the time it's like it's kind of stressful <laughs> um and it's like exactly what you're describing zach where Gurry just died damn it i spent 10 points in advanced sensors but that's part of the fun so sure. it, it, like if fen rao if fen rao had auto thrusters he would not be fun that's fair it's. I, I know there's a bunch of scum players who are probably like, no, I, I'm tired of dying at range three. <laughs> but you need that threat for an ace to be interesting. All right, so IGs, uh, I'll leave that for Andrew when he's back. Yep, I think we can move on. I think we've scummed it up enough. Yeah, so Empire, we're not going to go through all these, but I just want to rattle them off. There's Vader, Soontir, Whisper, Echo, Redline, Grand Inquisitor, Vessery, Riot, Rexler, Duchess, Countdown, Sabacc, and Merrick doesn't count. <laughs> um, so Empire has all the aces, just not necessarily in hyperspace. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that's always been kind of like their identity, going back to 1.0, was the squishy ace faction. Yeah, and it's still very much available. Um, I think of them, like the Phantoms are the most mechanically interesting with the decloak mechanic. Um, but everyone has their own personal favorite. Soon tier. 
So, I mean, could is ACNS also not just a ship type, but or not just a pilot, but like a play style, maybe? I mean, could a generic, could you call generic interceptors aces? Absolutely. Of their, yeah. yeah, no, straight up. So, like, it, like, I run strikers a lot. Everyone knows that, right? But if you run, like, I-4 sabers, there are many matchups where those saber interceptors, every one of them is an ace, right? Like, all for, for something to act like an ace, it just... You know, sometimes all it needs to do is have slightly better initiative, even though moving last isn't a prerequisite for it. Like mobility is really the key. Um, so even if you have a whole bunch of initiative one strikers versus initiative two rebel beef, right? Mm-hmm. You can approach that game like an ace, right? Which is really about just leveraging your mobility that you have that your opponent doesn't. That's pretty much mm-hmm. it. So it's like, uh, would you, and I guess we, would you include uh, Sigma, Sigma Squadron Aces uh, on this list also as Aces? Well, so that, that, that blurs a line, right? Because like that, that quad Phantom list is very much just a jousting list, right? Like it, it wants to go and joust, um, but Aces can joust too, right? Like, like they, some of them want to joust to set up a point in the game where things break down, right? Get their end game condition and then they start to act a little bit more mobile. Um, so Sigmas sort of do that, like they fortress early on, they joust, they kill some stuff, and then they can like begin to spread out and leverage the insane mobility of Decloak. Um, so it's a blurry line, but I feel like any Phantom in any situation can sort of check the box. Uh, it's it's kind of an arbitrary thing, but that's and like red line even right, like kind of fits the criteria because of advanced sensors, which is now maybe not super accessible. So I think with. I'm looking at the defenders, so like Vessery, Riad, Rexler. I know they're very popular in first edition, but I don't know if people usually categorize them as aces. I mean, do you feel like the addition of advanced sensors in second edition make them more easy? Or and also giving them the boost. So they have both reposition yeah. actions, yeah. which yeah. is like yeah. the main reason I would put them in there. Um, and then, you know, with advanced sensors, of course, things get the map of where they can go becomes completely ridiculous. Uh, so like being able to adjust the speed of what you've dialed up and use advanced sensors, it doesn't matter what your initiative is. Like that ship is going wherever it wants and is playing like an ace. Um, mm-hmm. But what's unique about these is they do kind of move in a pattern that's more jousty sometimes, right? Because the defenders just, they have a bunch of health, they've got the green dice, and then they also want a K turn. So that's what I was trying to get to with Luke, right? Is like some aces can play a little bit more directly and it really changes the gameplay. Where you know where Soontier is not engaging directly pretty much ever anymore, um, you know something like like Rexler can have an initial round and trade and not die, you know, and then open up the board, you know, once the chaos of the mid game begins. Yeah, because I, I see what you mean, like how Soontier is going to be. He has to turn away, disengage, come back around, try to find an opportunity to re-engage where supernatural luke or advanced sensors rexler they can fly in and then they can sort of slip around behind you like you know like boost k turn boost or for luke boost talon roll uh and then get into like reposition in ways that suntir can't right and like suntir has to put a little bit more effort into the initial engagement right where some aces have a stat line or some type of trick that just allows them to to be less careful um and th- those are the ones that can feel like the 
least stressful to run. Like, that's why I've been enjoying Luke lately because I'm so used to, you know, just like running Fen Rao and dying, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is my own fault, right? Like I, if I were better at the game, then like that wouldn't happen as much. So I, w- within Imperials though, like Grand Inquisitor is probably the quintessential ace in my opinion. Like that is the closest thing to a real ace in the faction. Um, no one uses it. What about uh, can you? Uh, what about the Inquisitor makes you? Uh, if you could, I'm just curious if you could explain more. Well, just uh, so if you if you put supernatural on Grand Inquisitor, right, and you pretty much can only win with that if you if you choose your mobile options correctly, right? Like there's there's no way with Grand Inquisitor that you're just gonna bully the game having made one or two mistakes with booster barrel roll. Like, he's not going to get you out of that. There's nothing about the stat line that, that'll allow for it. If you get your range wrong once, like, who knows what's going to happen. If you choose an action wrong somewhere in between, you've probably lost part of your limited force pool. So that, that's a that's a big part of it, right? It's just the consequences of all of the decisions that Grand Inquisitor has to make during a game are so much greater. Whereas, like, like even Vader, right? Like, Vader's kind of decision-making process going into an engagement he's sort of a bruiser right like he's not leaning into the mobility he doesn't win or lose based on how well he barrel rolled that one time right because he's still probably just going in for the kill Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the grand inquisitor like is not winning a game if he's going in for the kill without having set up like the engagement that he wanted um Mm -hmm. which is why i think it's sort of like the pure ace within the faction some would say Suntir is, but like Suntir's initiative six. And if you're at initiative six, then you just read the table and all you're really doing is reacting in some situations. So like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Grand Inc. can't do that, right? Like if, if it's Grand Inquisitor versus Suntir who wins, Suntir should win, mm-hmm. right? But a supernatural Grand Inc. like in the right hands, that's, that becomes an interesting matchup. Um, but either way, no one runs it because it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> and it may not even be good, right? Because the pilot ability is all screwed up. May potentially, it's really cool. What do, what will it take to bring to put uh, the tie advance V one back on the table? You should ask Ted. Ted brought uh, four of them, right? <laughs> yeah, he brought four of them to Toronto. I maybe I think, a good missile. I think that, that's what Andrew would say—a new missile. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm not really sure. I, I haven't run them very much. Four charges are good, but. It's it's odd. I you know I think they pay attacks to be force force sensitive, right? But then they have mm-hmm. two dice, so like maybe they pay too much tax there. Do you think does that sort of foreshadow maybe where Jedi starfighters might end up? I just wonder, like without without um, the config that gives them that extra attack back. You know, it's really interesting, right? Because you can fit. I think we talked about this way back when, but you can fit four supernatural inquisitors now because of the scaling, the point scaling. Yeah. Which is cool. So, I, I is that going to win a whole lot of games? No. <laughs> but it, could it get to a point cost where like those become amazing filler, amazing pocket aces? Absolutely. But it's it, the two dice is scaring people away for sure. And it's the kind of thing where like does does the force talent become a liability for a two dice ship in this case, where you actually mm-hmm. want crack shot? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Could be. Well, I guess like uh, going off that uh, supernatural reflexes on the low initiative inquisitors. How, what do you think about BB? Would um, like BB Astromex on lower initiative T seventies make those into pocket aces? 
it's a similar thing, right? And yeah. that, that that's the that's the interesting thing where it's like, could you fit spare parts and that and four of those? Mm, yeah. That'd be cool. Uh, so it's a good transition into resistance, I guess. But like quick thing on Empire, I think my favorite ace is still Whisper within Empire. Um if Vader acted if Vader had boost, I would I would say he was, but he doesn't need it. Um so for me it's it's Whisper still. I'm going to throw in a little personal pat on the back quick and say that one of my proudest moments and proudest things about 2.0 thus far, I have yet to lose soon tier over a dozen games in. <laughs> nice. Since my boy. Good on you. So, Since my boy. So the first time that you lose soon tier, can you never fly him again? Is that, yeah. is that how it'll be? I totally wasn't even planning on playing Empire in the slightest until I happened to win one of the Empire conversion kits at the group championship and the raffle of all things. <laughs> and then the only list that I've played out of Empire is Suntir and Four Ties. So a little known fact about Zach, when a pilot dies, he burns the pilot card and smashes the model. I so hold you can all... fire in my uh, back patio here in Philly. <laughs> uh, Vader style. That's gritty, man. That's 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 that insane. Time. It's like survival mode, Iron Man mode. Yeah. No save games. He must go through a lot of conversion kits. <laughs> oh. Um so I'm, I'm glad you actually I brought Soon Tier up though. Because like Soon Tier is Soon Tier is so rewarding. Like I know I was just saying that like Grand Inquisitor is like more of the quintessential ace, but man, is it is it rewarding to fly Soon Tier well? Um, it is I, I I think for me when I try and explain Found the greatness of 2.0 to people. Sunteer is the thing that I point to. I think they got him spot on correct in so many ways. From like the way his ability now is, or the way his ability now reads, to his point cost, to how he flies. Like he is a strafe ace. Yeah, and like, and you have you have that option of like once you get into the mix, right? Like we talked about Jake Farrell very quickly before. Um, one of the problems with the A-Wing is once it gets in close, right, it has a hard time kind of getting the next engagement that it wants, which yep. is why the rear arc is so ridiculously powerful on the resistance A-Wing. But with Soontir, right, like, you get in close, and you, you need to be careful because you don't want to get blocked and killed. But, like, it's not talked about enough, I don't think, but the bullseye mechanic to get the focus is super helpful when you're getting blocked right and you're in the mix um now you don't want to spend the whole game getting blocked with soon tier of course right but he he wants to operate in close and it's sort of there's some synergy there where like you're in close and you're getting blocked and it's okay that's just and then you get the you know if you add predator or crack shot to the mix that that whole kind of feedback loop of like lining up the bullseyes it's awesome yep yeah yeah just like i said he becomes a real strafing ace which i think people who aren't familiar with world war ii fighter combat which is what star wars combat is largely based off of like that's how you fight in a fighter plane in world war ii you line up like one shot and then you zoom by the thing that you were shooting at and and you you have to circle around and do it again right and you recycle and like so that's that's a thing that like i think we've talked about this in the past but if you're running multiple aces you definitely get that opportunity right where you have like you know, one ace engages and then you have the opportunity to for the one that just engaged to sort of break off and then the next one comes through and kind of distracts while the other's getting the better position. Um, that's a, That happens a lot in games of X-Wing if there's multiple aces in, involved. 
which, you know, like Brett, Brett took Vader, Suntir, and Whisper, right? The three on the top of our list here. So I'm, you know, that's, <laughs> you can run things like that where, you know, you're setting up engagements that involve recycling, essentially. Yep. Yep. Exactly. It's interesting that Vader is sort of, for me, like Vader is still absolutely an ace because you do have double reposition. Like Afterburners goes on Vader for me, and then I get to be the ace that I want him to be. But, you know, he he's also feels a little bit like an X-Wing a couple turns a game, you know, where you're really just directly going for that fully modded shot or the four dice at range one. So quick shout out to Echo. We talked about how cool the barrel rolls are with Gurry. Echo is super entertaining. I, I love me some Echo. Yeah, and Echo can go places that, like, at I-4, it's still definitely an ace. It, 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 like, it, it reaches a point where it's not even pocket ace, right? Because it's so unpredictable as to where you can end up at times that I've seen people play Echo in matchups that, you know, they didn't need the initiative to win. So we want to go to First Order next, and then we'll wrap up with the Resistance? Yeah, sure. Cool. Or just before we go, um, so for the, would you ever consider, like, an I, like, um, a tie, like the regular TIE fighter, like Mauler or Scourge, like a pocket ace. Because they're they're really cheap, but they're at I-5, they can barrel roll, they have mechanics to give them extra attack dice. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I, it's At that point, like these, the, the definitions here are fuzzy. I almost think of those as filler, right? Like, like filler is a very specific thing where it's like, I have 34 points left, or I have 40 points left. You know, and there's some things that are priced that allow you to take a full like true kind of mini ace at that price point. The TIE Fighters, uh, I think I've, I've I've thought of like some of the I-5s that way, but they're really fragile. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's 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 hard for me to put them on this list because it's like, and you look at them and they just die. <laughs> <laughs> and and then that, and that's it. Like, which is why I think so many people gravitate towards Wampa. Because it's like, if, if you want that kind of filler in your list... You want it to be a real threat, uh, and then those I five Tie Fighters, they just they can be a threat, but it's it's so unreliable. Mm-hmm. I, I messed around with like a, a I five, and I, I I think I'm just bad at Tie Fighters to be honest. So like if, if we transition to first order for a second, I've been running mm-hmm. a lot of that, and like running Malaris was really confusing for me because it's all like hard turns and two banks and two forwards. Like, I can't slow down with that ship. <laughs> the only way I can is with the hard one turns and barrel rolls and stuff like that. So so there's, like, a mobility problem that TIE Fighters have, which, like, it's hard to put them in the ace category because they feel so rigid when you're, when you're playing. So, like, would you consider Midnight an ace? I think you kind of have to. But, man, the mobility just lets me down. <laughs> it, there's times when it's like, yeah, it's I-6 and it's got something locked and there's only two or three things left on the board, but... It, it moves so predictably that it becomes kind of it becomes kind of a, a, a real serious issue in the early game. You know it's going for the lock and it, it can't really get out of trouble. So the rest of FO, I I think the only other two ships that are worth mentioning besides Quick Draw with advanced sensors and burners, which I won't spend too much time on, Kylo and Blackout are the de facto aces, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Kylo's super entertaining. Blackout is fun too. Uh, Kylo feels like 1.0 Vader to me. Like that's like without Supernatural, that's what Kylo feels like, and it is it is really fun. Yeah, I could see that. It's mostly because yeah. of the boost. Yeah, I mean, I think I mean, we've talked about this before. I think Supernatural thing, in my opinion, did wonderful things for Kylo in opening up other possibilities for him outside of just staples Supernatural to him and never take anything else ever. 
yeah. you get your flavor of Kylo now. You want right. him to be half your list? You can make him half your list. You want him to be kitted out lighter? You can totally do that now. And so. he just has shades of, of of Luke in him as well, right? Where yep. and I guess all the silencers kind of do, where they're just durable enough that they can play that direct way, and then mm-hmm. they're just mobile enough that they can transition to not doing that anymore. Um, and Kylo is like sort of particularly adept at that because of the force charges. I. I, I've kind of moved on from Supernatural for Kylo for a little bit, just because it's been so entertaining to run like advanced optics in a proton torp. Uh, that that's just like because he still has a five forward, he still can boost and barrel roll in the same turn. You know, it's a very different kind of play style than reading and reacting with Supernatural, but it's still it's still really entertaining. Agreed. So Blackout's in a weird spot though, because I think Blackout like I never see a reason to take Blackout over Kylo. There's like a handful of lists where he fits a little better. It's like I downgrade immediately to a test pilot, I feel like, almost every time. He's just in like kind of a, his pilot ability might as well be blank, I guess. It's it's mostly because I like mods more than dice subtracting kind of yeah. tricks. I'd agree. Uh, and then quick draw, I mentioned that, but quick draw with advanced sensors and afterburners is a ton of points into a thing that someone's going to shoot first and kill, right? I get it. Yep. But it still absolutely qualifies as an ace because of the way that that moves. Well, uh, just to make Andrew upset, I think it's with the best ace in that faction. <laughs> <laughs> I do actually think the SF isn't terrible. Um, I, I think that's actually a pretty good ship the more I use it, especially backdraft, which Andrew, I think, has already said in the past. Uh, so, Andrew, if you want to fight me, edit something in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but quick draw is like quick draw is your wedge, right? And like, that's OK. It doesn't need to be more than that. We all know Andrew doesn't listen to the show. That's true. This is true. <laughs> yeah. So we can say whatever we want. So like first orders actually kind of doesn't have that many options as far as aces though, right? I mean, you really are looking at Kylo and then, you know, maybe you can put midnight in that category. No one's going to really run blackout, but I, I, you can still list build in a way that makes Kylo successful. So it's, it's not the end of the world for me. Uh, I mean, I think you mentioning that uh, Kylo build with the advanced optics and proton torpedoes. I find like, is it new? Is, I feel like in 1.0, the aces, did not punch as hard as, or did not have the, maybe I just could be misremembering, but I feel like now we have these aces like Poe and Kylo and Luke with proton torpedoes that can punch harder than aces could before. Well, so a big part of that is the two two charges on proton torps. Mm-hmm. So the fact that like I can put proton torps on Kylo and then I just have a four dice stat line. Like if I told you that Whisper had an extra green die, right? And like an extra hole right now, right? And mm-hmm. twice a turn could shoot four dice, but you lost the evade, the auto evade. Mm. Are, you, are you interested in that ship? Probably. Yeah. That's what Kylo is with Torps. Now, I was making fun of earlier, like the trench run jousty list with Luke, Wedge, and, and whatever. The distinction for me with Luke just taking a proton torp and like heightened perception versus Kylo taking a proton torp is that Kylo can be mobile after he shoots the torp. Like, really mobile. Five forward, boost, roll, right? Whatever you need to do to kind of get out of that situation. Mm-hmm. Luke can't. Like, Luke kind of has to just stay there. Like, he can kind of get out by, by you know, closing foils and boosting in certain situations. But without Supernatural, man, Luke just... If, you, if you're if you going that kind of jousty Luke route, you don't have the mobility to kind of defer to. But it's still the same thing, where Luke now is twice, twice a game, just a four-dice stat line nearly fully modified mm-hmm. uh it, it's so obvious but it's like I, I feel like i feel like people looked at the 12 points 
for proton torps and are like, oh, well, I guess we'll, we'll see less of that. And I kind of assume the same, but man, <laughs> it's still absolutely worth it. Speaking of proton torps, Poe, and we can move to resistance real quick and then wrap mm-hmm. up. So resistance is the aces faction, I feel like. Like of all the ones that we've gone through, Empire has a bunch of aces, but we don't have access to them in hyperspace. Resistance gets all of them. So you have Poe, uh, 2i5, X-Wings, Lulo, and then Ray and Han, I would put as, as aces. Poe is like Soontir on steroids and also sometimes a gunboat. That's the one that is probably the most popular of all of the ones that we've mentioned, I would think. People just yeah. want to be Poe. And then you have the different ways you can sort of kit him out, like R4 versus BB-8, Proton Torpedo versus HLC. So there's lots of different options there. Yeah, and most people have kind of settled into Soontir Poe, which is just R4, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he's like almost identical to Soontir a little bit in, in terms of how he you know moves. Uh, and then you have that once-per-game kind of panic button. That's really, really strong. And But it's also sort of a punishing thing because it's like you, you can't afford to mess up that much with Poe. That It's funny how that extra health on the T7, it just feels like that difference between 6 and 7 feels like so much. I don't know why. Just like one extra over the T65. Yeah. No, it's definitely true. They, it, like it's true for the, the I5 X, uh, T70s as well. Those things just don't die. <laughs> um, and then, you know, you got Lulo in there. Definitely a pocket ace. Probably the best value pocket ace. In, like 38 points for Lulo is... I can't think of another ship at I-5 that gives you what Lulu gives you. Maybe Duchess. Like, think about Sirisu. How much is Sirisu? I haven't looked at that in a I while. I think uh, 40. I was just looking at it. Yeah, she's 40, sadly. Oh my god. So Sirisu's 40 and Lulo is 38. Yeah. This is why and, I haven't played Scum in forever. And I feel like FFG has tried so hard to make the Seeks good in the past. and Or they've always, like, every time I hear Alex Davey talk about it, he seems like he wants them to be good, but they just haven't been. They're such funny little ships. They're like backwards fang fighters, right? <laughs> They're, it's just, you know, like, these A-Wings are legitimately good. Uh, there, there were a decent number of five A-Wing lists at uh, the hyperspace event. Man, I like Lulo was in basically every list that has Poe in it at this point. It's like those two th- those two ships are attached. Yeah, it's like with Poe being so expensive, it's just nice to slide in a, like a forty point like Lulo thirty eight plus whatever EP uh, talents you put on him, yeah, and then have room to put more stuff. So I think we got through all of them. Like, you know, the the real Aces faction is right on the horizon. Republic, right? It's gonna have Most all, all the actual Aces. <laughs> um, like we can probably wrap up here. Any shout outs? I had nothing. All right. I've, I've, I finally got back into playing. So hopefully, yeah. we'll have shout outs again. Shout out to Zach for finally playing X Wing again. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and and an actual shout out, though. Shout out to the guys who went up to Toronto. Um, yep. Like it's it's tough traveling that far for, you know, a major tournament. And, and, and Toronto know. in February isn't anyone's desired location to go to. Yeah. I hope Ted and Tristan, I know they're driving back in the snow. So. Wish them luck and all that. Yeah, that's it for this week. Talk to you next week. All right. Good night, everyone. Later, everyone.